So everybody's real interested in this revival happening in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury, and I was able to secure an interview from uh, outside of the chapel with uh, the professor of worship from the seminary, Jonathan Powers. And uh, it was a somewhat brief interview, but I really got a lot out of it. I, uh, I've read a lot of secondhand reporting, but it's just amazing to go right to the source, see a lot of the stuff going on outside of the chapel, hear theological reflection on what's going on. Um, so I knew that a number of people would be interested in this. I, it's with great uh, joy and excitement that I offer this to you, and uh, let's just be in prayer for uh, the people that are over there. At the end, uh, Dr. Powers asks for some specific prayers, and I would I would ask you to be in prayer with them for me. So enjoy this interview. All right, I'm joined by Jonathan Powers, who is at the campus of Asbury, uh, and of course, Asbury is a seminary and an undergraduate institution. These are two different bodies. And Jonathan has been on the ground floor since the revival got started, and he has taken time out of his day to uh, meet with me and uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on and, and anyone who tunes in. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing what God is doing and, and what you're able to be a part of over there. Let's um, just rehearse the, yeah. the, the play-by-play briefly. This all began when? So Wednesday morning, they had a chapel service, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's their normal chapel service uh, last Wednesday morning. I, I can't even remember what date that was, but whatever last Wednesday morning It would have been was. the 8th, I think. The 8th, thank you, yeah. So on the 8th, they uh, did their normal chapel service as they usually do. They had a guest speaker come in, and I mean, he even admits it was not his best message. Uh, he did not end <laughs> it well. Um, he didn't feel great about it. But he said at the end, he was just praying and said, you know, God, I just need some way to land the plane, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and just felt this tug on his heart to say, you know, if anybody here just feels like they need to to experience the love of God, just know the love of God is what I should say. Know mm-hmm. the love of God. Just encourage you to stick around a little bit. You know, I know everybody needs to go to classes and lunch, so you're free to go. But if anybody wants to know that love of God, just sit here and pray and and ask God to to share his love with you. And so about 20 students, 20, 24 students stayed after chapel, and they just kept music going a little bit there um, while they stayed, but then started getting these uh, reports later. I was actually teaching a class at the time, so I heard all this a little bit later myself. So some people were, um, were going to lunch or going to uh, the cafeteria and just felt, I need to go back to Hughes Auditorium, which is the building uh, behind me here. Um, and um, said, you know, um, didn't know what it was, just felt like they needed to go back. And so, so you know, about one o'clock, they were, uh, or I'm sorry, not one o'clock, the chapel ended at 11. So about 12 o'clock, you know, more, a few more people came in. And then by one o'clock, there were a lot of people. And then by two, three o'clock, there were hundreds of students there that just felt this. And, mm. you know, and it wasn't, you know, some people, have uh had have said things like you know maybe it was just emotional manipulation or um trying to create some kind of experience or things you know there was some music there was some singing but it was a lot of prayer they didn't just sing they they took time said we just need to pray together and we need to start praying over things in our lives we need to start praying over each other we need to start saying where is it that we're not uh experiencing love or receiving love because we haven't loved each other well yeah and so a lot of reconciliation and confession um 
and then honestly like this was i just thought this was kind of beautiful at one point that first day in the first afternoon a uh um an extended time of scripture reading broke out all right and no commentary no exhortation or anything it was just I just want to read this scripture and then somebody else, I want to read this scripture. And then they just started reading scripture over and over and over again for about 45 minutes, maybe. Um, and it was just so beautiful because I mean, that that's all there was to it. It was just scripture, reading, right. you know, yeah, and no commentary, nothing else to it. So, um, and then it, you know, went back into some singing and then some prayer and, you know, things like that. And like more and more, more people from the seminary started coming over and, Really, it was just lots and lots of students there at the first, like so yeah. many students and, yeah. and students leading it and students uh, really um, as the heart of it and everything. Um, and then a lot of staff people started coming and administration, you know, because um, they start, you know, like me, I was teaching a class and I get a text like you got to come over to Hughes. Um, something's happening. God's really moving here. Mm-hmm. And so I finished class and I came over and I spent a couple hours myself. And it was, I mean, it was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and kept growing from there and one of the things i appreciate is they've kept it focused on god said like this is not about this is not an event this is not an experience this is about god mm-hmm. and we we're coming to encounter god and to see god and to let god just be god um and that's it like that's that's really all we're all we're seeking to do yeah yeah um, and, and just keeping that singular focus i've, I've appreciated it so much and, and and uh and from the beginning that's been the focus is just to behold god and to receive the love of god and that's it Yes. So, yeah. So, so Jonathan, tell tell me, you you have an official position over at Asbury. What what is it that you do? Why is it you were already there? Yeah. So I uh, I work at the seminary. I'm full time at the seminary. I am the uh, professor of worship over there. Oh, excellent. Uh, so yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I was teaching a worship class, and uh, we were talking about worship being a meeting with God and mm-hmm. not a meeting about God. Mm-hmm. And saying how easily we can get distracted, you know, like uh, we can try to really make it um, into some kind of event that or experience for people. Right. Um, but it's really just simply coming into the presence of God and being with God. So we had just been talking about that. And then I get these texts. So I, so I tell, you know, some of the students in the class, I'm like, I'm going to go over if you want to go. And then one of the students was there beside me when we came over and he said, oh, this is what we were just talking about. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> perfect? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like, Asbury has a history of, of revival, and it's not the only place in America that has, but it, it's been a consistent—there was one in, I think, 1923, I want to say, another in 1970. Uh, is there a, yeah. an actual count of how many there have been prior to now? Yeah, that's a good question, and some of it is, um, you know, how do you qualify revival? Sure. Um, you know, is it a qualifiable, quantifiable thing, you know, trying to figure out some of that, and so— um, I, it, it's it's it um and they're even trying to hear say you know we don't want to just call it revival right like just yet you know um like that's fine if it kind of helps give some language to what we're processing but um you know god's doing something we just want to say god's moving this is a movement of god mm-hmm. and um and and as we look at this and try to process you know what is god doing and what does this mean for us we'll uh we'll, we'll put language to it um, and, and so, you know, I've, I've appreciated that heart, but, um, so that's just to say, you know, so this thing went for a couple hours after chapel, is that considered revival? Does it have to be more than a day? Does it have, you know, um, but there's been really significant movements like this definitely in the past. There was one in like 1904 or five, somewhere around there. 
There was one in 1950, I think in the 1920s, like you said, 1950. Uh, the one that gets talked about the most, at least in the last few decades, has been the 1970s revival, mm -hmm. the one in, 19, uh, in 1970. Um, and then there was another one in, uh, I'm sorry, in 2006 that was about four days long. Um, and this one now that, you know, is kind of um, eight days. Um, That's really so, quite a thing. Yeah. And then is it yeah. something that, well, and it began in the undergrad chapel service, right? Not the seminary? Right. Yeah, it is the undergrad chapel service. So so that's um, not even something that undergrads are necessarily, uh, they're not necessarily thinking and praying on revival all the time uh, as much as you no. would expect in like the seminary. Right. There's been a lot of that seminary. Uh, there's been a lot of staff and uh, uh, faculty and even friends of the community um, or friends of the institutions you know, in the community mm -hmm. that have been praying for a very long time for, for revival and seeking you know, a movement of God like this. Yeah. Um, an awakening, you know, for those that are familiar with new room and seedbed, there's a lot about awakening. Sure. Um, same sure. ideas here. Um, so lots of prayer that's been happening there. Um, you know, some students, there have been some small pockets of student groups that have been praying for things like this. But, um, but yeah, not by and large, as you'd see in other areas and other places. Um, well, and it's and started it's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, well, let's go ahead and talk about what's going on behind you. So what, which chapel is yeah. that behind you? So behind me over here is Hughes Auditorium, and that's where it started. That's the college, the main college uh, chapel. Um, and that's where the revivals in the past have, have taken place as well. Um, so, you know, as, as uh, the kind of Celtic idea, as, as a lot of people have called it, the thin place. It's just it's kind of a thin place where heaven and earth are coming together, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and really beautiful. And so. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things is um, thinking about these revivals is they've all had their own unique character, too. I've been talking to um, a few people who who were at the 1970 revival and have also been to this one. Mm -hmm. They said the 1970 revival was a lot of testimony and prayer Okay, and some music, but a lot of testimony and prayer. This one's had a lot more music, not full. It's it's had a lot of other things, too. Sure. But um, one of the things I've said is this generation, if you think, just think into your question, even about student, this student population at the mm -hmm. university, mm -hmm. you know, they said that this is a Gen Z revival. Um, uh, the things, you know, there's a lot of things that are very important to this generation that have been uh, characterized here. The connection, um, the repentance, the saying, look, we're, we're kind of tired of church being a program or um feel, feels like you know uh people are trying to make worship or church meaningful to me mm -hmm. rather than simply saying we're, we're we're coming to to be with god and want to know the love of god you know that's been so um uh so important here they said the 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 main word in the 1970 revival was power the power of the holy spirit the mm -hmm. power of god for forgiveness the power, you know and this one has been love mm -hmm. um so very much you know a gen z um, character to it. Um, even the testimony, I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, um, in the 1970s, um, I think two things were going on. One, um, a lot of people were raised in a more religious atmosphere where they had language for God and language right. for conversion yeah. and testimony. I don't think that's the case as much anymore mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for a lot of younger generations, but also the younger generations, um, those are the bells going off for the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear them, but the university. Um, but, uh, the younger generations are so communal and it's about communal experience and communal, you know, really being in community and sharing things together. Yeah. And so what we see in music is a communal testimony. 
you know, um, we are we are singing about God and God's power, and we're doing this together. Yeah. And so the testimony is not just individualistic; it's very communal. Now, the individual part of that's important. Sure. People would say, "Yes, we know this, we understand that." Yeah. Um, and and they're and they are giving testimony, but we're seeing more of the communal testimony, which I think just defines this generation. It's very characteristic of it. Yeah. So you see a very Gen Z character in some ways too to this and I think it's beautiful. You know? Yeah, I hadn't even thought about how revival would be different based on oh the cultural norms of the 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 demographics. Um but of course that yeah. that's uh it's a dialogue um between God and us where this thin place yeah. has happened. So um yeah. and you know there the, I do see a lot of online uh, commentary very concerned about the theological exactness of what's going on and keeping everything precisely in balance, and um, that seems entirely unreasonable to me. I just think uh, when the when the Holy Spirit pours Himself out, um, that there's no way that everything is going to stay perfectly balanced and in control. But uh, first-hand right. accounts that I've read indicate to me that that um, you know the pre- the presence of the Holy Spirit is palpable. And of course, music is a part of that. And of course, you know, it's um, does music cause the emotional experience, or does it accentuate the emotional experience, or match the emotional experience? And and all of these things, they're interesting conversations, but at a certain point, are just silly because uh, God is there; He's moving. Um, I, I want to ask you about. Um, well, in particular, I saw some independent uh, Baptist came and was kind of critiquing it later. He talked about how there was a, a demonic, an exorcism that, that took place in one of the chapels. Has that been real uh, common? Has there been much um, speaking in tongues or some of these more uh, uh, flowery displays of the power of the Spirit, or has it really been, by and large, mostly just a, a strange warming of the heart experience for participants? Yeah, it's mainly been the strange warming of the heart. They... Uh, um, they really been trying to say, you know, this is um, this is a revival that began with Asbury University students, mm-hmm. and they were the ones that um, really responded to God in all of this. And anyone who is coming in, you are guests in their space, you know, um, and um, they are being hospitable. But we also have to accept that hospitality and say we don't bring in our own expressions and things. Um, we are um, we are part of of, of their community Interesting. right now. Yeah. Okay. You know? So there's so been really explicit messages to... of you might come from a tradition where you run up and down the aisles, but that's not really how this particular body does things. So you can go home and do that, but for right here and now, here here are yeah. the expressions that are more in keeping with this community. Yeah. This is this worship culture, and we are stepping into their culture, um, and and they've really done a good job of that. And, you know, there's been a few of those other kind of manifestations and things and, mm. um, and they've been handled well, but it's, it's been, it has not been the norm at all. They have been the rare exception. Yeah. Um, very much by and large. And, well, and it wasn't until more people started coming in from the outside, which, you know, it started with, you know, uh, I'm just going to, this isn't an accurate number, but I'm just going to say, for instance, it started with a thousand people from the university and the seminary. Mm-hmm. And now it, it has to be well over 3,000 people because I think Sunday night we were trying to manage about 3,000 people. And so, you know, it's, wow. it's really turned a lot. Um, so it's a lot of people coming. 
Yeah, and let's talk about also, the logistics if 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 oh, you're, yeah. because it started off with this small group on Wednesday in one chapel. Now it's yeah. sp- spread to all three chapels. The student mm-hmm. body is still represented. However, it's become something of a pilgrimage site with people getting on. Yeah. I, I I think I heard yesterday there was a bus from California that was showing up. Um, and so uh, the stuff that I'm curious about, you know, I grew up in the mainline tradition where uh, probably a lot of people around me were uh, uh, predisposed against stuff like this. I I don't remember being against it, but it's just it's foreign to me. I, I've been tempted to get in the car and just drive over. But um, is there anything akin to like bouncers that are keeping things in good order, or are you mostly trusting in the spirit to govern people and and, and community culture? Yeah, um, I mean a little bit of both. You know, okay. I've been calling them doorkeepers. You know, okay, like, better to be a doorkeeper in the house of God. But yeah. Oh <laughs> sure, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the language I keep using. Good. Um, I've had that role myself. You know. Um, it's really uh, trying very hard to say this is not a spectacle. We're trying to not make a spectacle of this. Right. Um, you know, like this is about God and being with God and, and meeting with God. And that's really what we want to keep it to. And so, you know, I've, I've been in the front area of the chapel back here many times. And my role is to pray over the space, to keep that space, space open for people that want to come forward for prayer. Mm-hmm. But then when people come with phones, because a lot of people want to come up and start videoing everything, saying, you know, um, we, we understand why you would want to do this, but we're just asking people not to, uh, you know, not to do a lot of video and um, uh, pictures and stuff, uh, especially up here, right. you know, because we want our attention to be on God. Yeah, it's not a spectacle. A- yeah. 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 And not on, not on the crowd, not on the experience, but to, to keep all of our attentions on God, you know. Right. So we just ask, you know, and, and we're not going around asking everybody in every seat to do that, but at least in those front areas and things like that just say you know we're just asking please to to not do this um there's been you know um it's hard because a lot of people will come and say i've had a song laid on my heart i've had a testimony that i want to share and we're saying that's wonderful and we cannot promise this is going to be a place here for that yeah um but please take it back to your church and share it (laughs) right you know if god's given that for you it doesn't mean it has to be given here you know, so is there someone uh, who's coordinating every development in worship, or is there um, an organic nature to this where people can, there is some kind of expository or impromptu uh, worship? Um, yes. <laughs> both. Yeah, both in some yeah. ways. I mean, there, there's a little bit, you know, it's, they're, they're really trying to keep it to, um, you know, trusted leadership. Um, I'll just say we had... Um, we had a major uh, worship leader. Uh, if, you know, if I said his name, I won't say the, the person is, but a major worship leader that contacted me yesterday and said, "I want to be there. I want to be part of this. Can I come? I will fly in for free. I will. Ju- I will just help out every way I can. It's on me. Um, I just want to be there." And I, I told him, I said, um, "We're keeping the music to our students. Um, I appreciate that you want to come in and do this, but." Um, mm even the student-led with our music. Uh, we have leaders. We're not, you know, uh, we've had some major pastors, I mean, some nationally known pastors um, from from very large churches here. And we said, that, you know, we're, we're keeping this to the people who have been part of it since the beginning, really, the leadership, um, those who are known and trusted in the community. 
and uh, and some we've allowed some other people to step in and things, but it's been well we're going to have some testimonies, but it's not going to be just to open you know let it go as long as it can. You know we're going to have a handful of testimonies here, handful of testimonies here, and we'll talk to people and all of that. Um, there are uh, I can't say it's a person, a leadership person, and mm-hmm. an a leadership team. Mm-hmm. I know of at least five different leadership teams that are all working together, but on different parts of this, just trying to, and, and I'm lowballing it. I just know of five. I know there have to be more than right. that, that are just trying to discern, you know, what do we do? How do we do this uh, moving? You know, what do we need now? Do we need more locations opened up? Do we need to, you know, um, how do we help students with this? How do we process well? How do we, um, um, how are we getting musicians? So, so part of my role yesterday, uh, there's there's a couple here, a husband and wife that that uh, the uh, they're seminary students, but also um, uh, work uh, at the institutions. Um, but they have been helping coordinate musicians, just a steady stream of musicians. You know, okay, you've been up there. Well, we'll we'll cycle someone else in and just kind of rotating that and managing, you know, when musicians are needed and who's mm-hmm. doing that and all that. Right. It's been. You know, honestly, it has been, there have been a handful of times over the eight days that it's been only seminary students or only university students. Almost every time I've seen it, though, it has been a mix of seminary students and university students leading yeah. together yeah. music. And I just love it. Um, but uh, I stepped in yesterday and helped them with that. because you know, they, they had some meetings they needed to do with their teams and they needed just a break. And so right. yeah. uh, day yesterday for me, it was just kind of, relieving them of that so they could do other things. So I, I remember reading from the beginning, like as soon as this thing became, you know, known to be real, uh, classes were canceled um, uh, at yeah. both the seminary and the undergrad school? No, just at the undergrad. Um, okay. Uh, in some ways, the seminary, we were catching up. You know, like we heard some things on Wednesday and then Thursday, uh, started realizing, oh my God, like you said, like, oh my gosh, this is pretty significant. This yeah. Is real. Um, and we'd love to be part of it. Um, but uh, we don't really have classes on Fridays uh, yeah. for pastors. So um, at that point, you know, we didn't really need to cancel it. Um, but both institutions said, you know, this week we're still keeping classes going and things, um, you know, but also understand, you know, there's been students. I've had students that have, they, they started helping with music over here. Mm-hmm. And they even said, like, you know, I've got class at one, I've got to go. But they didn't get off till 145 because it's just the nature of things. You know, it's just it's everything just feels like we're catching up. You know, like uh, uh, it, it's 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 a good place to be in a lot of ways, but it's an exhausting place to be just to say, sure, um, we're following the spirit and we're, we're trying to catch up to what's happening. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you're like, uh, but if we could have at least a little bit of planning and help here, it'd be great. <laughs> right. We have, yeah. 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 The other thing logistically I've really wondered at is, um, I mean, this thing is continually going um, throughout the night, the early hours of the morning. Uh, people are staying and continuing to, to offer praise and, and worship together. This is this is not something where you take a break overnight and everybody comes back in the morning. No, they do um, uh, encourage breaks. So they'll say like at I don't know, you know, 11, 12 at night. Um, hey, we, um, we're going to, um, we're going to continue to have music and prayer um, and space going here, but we are releasing you to get sleep. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, 
we are still human. We are not divine. Our bodies need rest. Right. Our, our bodies yeah. need food. Yeah. You know, that's God made us. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, part of our uh, renewal and sanctification is taking care of our, our bodies too, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and not neglecting that. And so they've done a very good job of that it's from five to seven saying we are um, releasing you to go eat. Um, please go, you know, get food and, and we'll, we'll resume at seven. Um, but when they release, they don't just kill everything, you know, it's like a quiet room and you're, uh, they'll still have some musicians going. They'll still have like, some people praying, they'll, you know, um, reading scripture, things like that. And so, mm. um, so in that sense, it really is 24 seven. Um, it has been 24 seven for eight days, but, um, it, uh, th there's, uh, um, there's a good, healthy, um, encouragement to take care of your body and sure. your, yeah. your, your emotional state, all of that. As well. Right. Yeah. Well, so uh, we're, we're nearing the end of our time and I'm just curious, you know, you're, you're, uh, learned in this field of worship. You have the academic knowledge. You also have the practical having worshiped all your life and facilitating worship. Um, and knowing the, the mind of God is just, um, a very tall order, but I, I wonder after a week of this, if um, if you're having a sense, uh, if there's like a coalescing about what the Lord is is doing there, if there's any particular message or gift that the that the Lord is wanting to to give uh, the people there, or if if you really just think it's a a thin place that the 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 purpose is not any kind of message. But um, just a, an ongoing relationship with the Lord is seen through history. Do you have any thoughts around any of that? Yeah, I mean, I really think, um, by and large, and you know, it's 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 more than this, of course. But I'd, I'd say I'd say a huge thing that has been um, kind of a, a, a an attribute of God mm -hmm. that has stood out is His goodness. Um, just just students and and people that just need to know, look, God is good. And he loves you. Yeah. You know, that, that's been it. And I think that's what God is saying. It's like, I'm here. I'm good. I love you. I want the best for you. Um, and I have the best for you. And it's always here. Um, but sometimes we just need to be stirred up to it. You know, I said, that what, what's happening here? Um, by the way, the chapels, you know, you can probably see here. Oh, wow. Um, Look at that line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, people waiting just to get in. Um, but um, there's a sense of... Um, you know, God, um, God's just in, under a magnifying glass right now, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's a weird way to put it maybe, but the sense of, you know, God is saying like, or, or God's characteristic, God has put himself, we haven't put him under one. God has put himself in, under a magnifying sure. glass. So like, yeah. Hey, look, I am here. I love you. I'm good. I want you to see me. I want you to know me. Mm. I want you to know who I am. And it's like, this is no different than any other time you could, um, encounter me. You know, when you come to worship, when, um, uh, when, when you're, you're availing yourself of the means of grace, as John Wesley would say, mm -hmm. you know, this is what I have for you. I keep coming back to Psalm 103 and saying Psalm 103 is just a testimony to who God is. And we are seeing it in a powerful way here. God is just saying like, look, this is who I am. I want you to see me. I want you to know me. I hear you. Um, but yeah. say, but when you go forth, I am the same. Like, this is not who I am here. It's not who I am in these moments. Mm -hmm. It's who I am. Yeah. And it's who I always am. Yeah. And know that. Remember that as you go forward. Remember it and take that with you. So that's uh, uh, that's that's kind of what I've, I've really had a sense of um, permeating um, all of this. Mm. 
Well, it seems to me, you know, from reading from afar and, and talking to you, it, it, it seems like you and the other leadership there just understand the gravity of the moment, and you're, you're not getting carried away with anything, but you're definitely uh, also not so focused on the details that you're not uh, enjoying the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm, I'm glad that we have folks like you over there leading things, and um, I'm just really happy for the blessing that you guys are receiving. And um, of course, Asbury is not a United Methodist institution, but it is right. a Wesleyan uh, institution, yeah. and I, I, I fully believe that um, the blessings of this event are going to spill out uh, into the wider Wesleyan world and the widely uh, wider American world. And uh, anyway, it's just a it's it's a feeling of gratitude I have for you and for the people in charge there. So, God bless you well, and, and your ministry, exactly. and thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. I really appreciate all that. If you don't mind, can I ask for prayer for two things? Like yeah. I don't know when people will be listening to this. Yeah. Prayer. Well, I'll say three things. Pray for three things very briefly. Mm-hmm. One is um, people are exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of fatigue. Um, the leadership, especially. So just for strength, endurance, and for uh, you know, we're getting a lot of help. A lot of um, uh, of people have stepped up to to just help each other out, and and it's been good. You've seen a, a true picture of the body of Christ just caring for each other. Yeah. That's yeah. been beautiful. But but just pray for you know the the energy and the, the fatigue a lot of people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Second, pray for you know there's there's a, a real sense now of um, stewarding this well, and a sense of there there has to be a transition towards commissioning with this, not yeah. just yeah. coming here for this, but we go out, and it's not just about being here in this space, but right. We, Take this with us to our churches, our homes, our communities. Um, and so really trying to figure out how do we steward this well and move towards commissioning and when is the right time in the appropriate way. Yeah. And then the third is just to say um, that exactly that, the fruits. Um, one of the beautiful things here about this is, um, is this real? I say yes, because you see the fruit of the spirit manifest. Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, you're seeing all of that come out here. Mm-hmm. Um but also the fruits as we go forth. I don't think the fruits are going to look like what necessarily what we think they should look like. Um, we don't want to try to put anything on that, sure. but yeah. um, there will be fruit and we might not see it because it might be done in hidden and secret places and that's okay. Yeah. But just for people, you know, the transformation that's happening yeah. um, and uh, to go out into churches and to communities and into homes, um, just really our desire. And so um, just to uh, thank you. I just, I just wanted to ask. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, how about we close uh, this time? I know you were needing to get in right about now, so I'll just say a brief prayer and ask uh, anyone who who watches this to be in prayer for you guys. Father, I thank you for Jonathan and for his leadership, and I ask that you would bless him and everybody there at Asbury. Renew their spirits. Give them uh, the energy and the, the vigor and the clarity needed to be available to you and to this community that, that needs you, that you're ministering to. Um, Father, also fill that community, not just with your love, but with your purpose, so that as they leave that place, they might be on holy mission for you, that the world might be blessed through them, all people who call upon your name. And may this, whatever it's happening, whether we call it a revival or something else, may it be something that leads uh, to salvation and your coming kingdom. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and we'll get this out really soon. I think a lot of people really want to see this, so I'll be in touch. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. Yes, sir. Bye-bye.